fall fresh now on this preacher and on these, your servants, that you have bonded together as sisters and brothers for such a time as this. Amen. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God is with us. It's the last in a series where we have been challenging you for the last three weeks and now the fourth week to elevate your praise. Uh, we believe that God wants our praise. The more we praise God, the more God understands that we're totally on board with what God is trying to do in and through us and in our world. And we're thankful for what all God has done and continues to do in our lives. Have you ever, ever made a prayer request? And before you hung up the phone with God, you asked for a sign. Now, I need this, God. Show me that you're going to make this happen. And I, I got to tell you, 2022, I've asked a lot of prayers. <laughs> and I've asked for a lot, a lot of signs. And I've received a lot of signs, basically, from this congregation and through doctors and through nurses and through other people throughout the community and the world assuring me that God is in control. Searching for a sign, for some confirmation, is part of many areas of our lives. Doctors look for vital signs to indicate that recovery from illness is in progress. People who are in love, romantics give each other signs. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. Merchants ask for down payments as a sign of good faith. Even in nature, there are signs. When birds fly south, it is a sign that winter is fastly approaching. When the leaves begin to fall, it's a sign that summer has ended and fall has begun. Signs are all around us. Folk used to say in my neighborhood, when the salt shaker clogs, it's a sign that damp weather is coming. And I'm going to tell you something. My grandmother used to say, when her arthritic knee flamed up, no matter what those news people say, bad weather was coming. I, you know, I believe grandma because she, her, her knee predicted more forecast than these news people. Signs are often confirmation of truth, and it is not unusual or unreasonable for a person to ask God for a sign. The world often loses hope and despair easily, but God has sent us a sign that there is still hope with hunger, devastation, war, and sickness everywhere. It's easy to conclude that God has turned a deaf ear to our problems. 
But I stand here to tell you that God has sent us a sign. That sign came to us in the company of many wondrous events more than 2,000 years ago in a stable in a little town called Bethlehem. The sign was the birth of a baby, a special baby, whose life would bring new meaning to living and new joy to the disheartened. The birth of Christ, the Christ child, was the answer to the prayers of Israel that they prayed for over 490 years. It was a sign of the great promises that God has in store for those who remain faithful to God until the end. And as I think about it, as I think about it, the darkness of this era, let us look to the light of Christ, the Christ child, as a sign that God is still on the throne and God is still in control over a world that God has created. This world belongs to God. Jesus' birth is our sign. His life, death, and resurrection are all confirmations that the promises of God are still remain true. From Isaiah we consider first that there are some who don't want God's signs. The subject of this is in chapter 7 of Isaiah when King Ahaz of Judah, that's the that's southern kingdom, and didn't want, to, didn't want a sign from God. Ahaz was disturbed over the possibility of Israel of the northern kingdom and Syria, a foreign nation, it's getting ready to come together to overthrow the southern kingdom. The details of which all of Ahaz's plans can, can be made plain. If you just look in 2 Kings chapter number 16, you'll see the whole thing that's laid out for you right there. He sent tribes of, he sent tributes of silver and gold to the Assyrian king to persuade them to help him protect Judah. Ahaz felt confident. He was absolutely confident that Assyria would help him and he could be free to continue in idolatry and do things his own way and not have to worry about punishment from God. Isaiah chapter 7 focuses on God showing that king that the plans of Israel and Syria to overthrow Judah would not succeed. And the throne of David would be secure by the promised Messiah forever. God was going to save Ahaz. But Ahaz knew that meant the elimination of him worshiping idol gods and pagan practices. It meant that he had to bow to God. He wanted to be saved from his enemies with the liberty to continue doing Ahaz's own thing. He wanted to be free of the threat of attack, but at the same time, he wanted the freedom to worship idols and other forms of ungodliness. He was king. He wanted to do whatever a king wanted to do. I believe that there are some people who also want to be protected from their enemies, but remain free to continue to do 
whatever they want to do. There are too many who want the security of salvation, but also want the freedom to destroy themselves spiritually. They want the assurance of the cross without jeopardizing their life in the fast lane. They want to go to heaven, but at the same time, they want to grow through life as fast as they can, grabbing all the gusto that life has to offer. So in verses 7 to 10, God speaks to Ahaz and says, I will take care of these problems for you. Not to worry. I got you, Ahaz. You don't have to worry about these enemies of yours anymore. Just let me handle it. In verse 11, God says to Ahaz, to confirm these things which I have said to you, just ask for a sign and I will show you. Ask what you will, whether it is in heaven or on earth, and I'll do it to show you that I've got these things handled, Ahaz. And Ahaz rejected God's offer to give him a sign. Why? He didn't need a sign to let him know God's power. Ahaz already knew God's power. He had witnessed it in many times past. He didn't want God's help because he felt that he already had his basis covered. It was at a point where, God, you know, when I need you, I'll call you, but I don't need you right now. And so he modestly responds in verse 12 that he didn't want to tempt God by asking for a sign. And many today do not turn to God, I think, because they, have their, they think they have their bases covered. Their response is, I, right now I don't need God. I'm, I'm living pretty good. You know, General Motors is getting me from job to the places I want to go. My business is doing okay. My job is all right. My family is healthy. I'm healthy. I got my bases covered, God. Furthermore, with these issues, I can freely continue this cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan lifestyle. And I don't have to worry about you interfering in the things that I want to do. You know, God, I, I, I know you're all powerful because I witnessed it in the past. I, 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 I know you can deliver me, but, but right now, you know, the cancer is on the run. The kids are doing okay. I'll call you when I need you, God. Just stay ready. Those who desire to do God's will can reject Ahaz's approach and embrace Gideon's example, as he was led to take 3,000 men into battle. Gideon asked the Lord to send him a sign. He placed a wooden fleece on, a, a woolen fleece on the ground and asked the Lord, would you make this fleece wet with dew and the ground still be dry? When it was answered, he asked the Lord for another sign by doing the opposite. Brothers and sisters, it is no crime to ask the Lord for a sign. Asking for a sign is not a sign of doubt, but it is a confirmation to make sure you receive the message that you heard rightly from God. But when we ask the Lord for a sign, we have to be careful. Second Thessalonians reminds us, 
that Satan also has the power to create and emulate signs and wonders that look like they came from God. When Moses stood before Pharaoh, he presented him with signs, a whole lot of signs and wonders to confirm that he had spoken with the almighty God. But Pharaoh's musician recreated everything Moses did, they created. He threw his staff down and made a snake. They threw their stuff down and made snakes. They turned water into blood just like he did. We need to be careful. The signs we see are not actually, are actually from the Lord. If we pray to the Lord for help on our light bill, and then we go to the local grocery store, supermarket, and the cashier gives us $20 too much, on the surface, it appears like a sign from the Lord. <laughs> but Satan has tempted us when we are at our lowest point by appearing to be an answered prayer. Some signs may be true signs, but they are not signs from the Lord. My mom's generation in the African-American community, they had all kind of things that they would tell us. Oh, when your right eye jumps, it's a sign that good news is coming. When your left eye jumps, it's a sign that someone is mad at you. When your left hand itches, it's a sign that some money is coming your way. But if your right hand itches, it's a sign that you're going to lose some money. They had all kind of little sayings to that signs that they were looking for. If your left ear burns, it's a sign that somebody is talking about you badly. If your right ear burns, it's a sign that somebody is talking good things about you. I went through my whole life. Is it left or is it right? If your nose itches, it's a sign that somebody's coming your way. If the bottom of your feet itches, it means that you're soon going to be walking on strange ground. It, it, it was the kind of childhood, okay, my right eye's jumping on, the left eye's jumping on. These may be sometimes be true, but they are not signs from God. A sign from the Lord is confirmed in word, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and instituted by the hand of God. The Lord told Ahaz, you don't want a sign, but I'm going to give you one anyway. I will solve your immediate problem, but I will give the world a sign a few years from now to remind them that the Lord is still on the throne. God is still good. This is still God's world, and I'm still in charge of the faithful ones who want to follow me. A few years from now, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. The birth of this child will be assigned to a world groping in despair, that there is still hope. This child shall be a sign. When darkness covers the land, I am able to turn darkness into light. This child shall be a sign that although war is talked about in every corner, there will be peace on earth and goodwill toward all people. This child will be a sign that although problems make life difficult, God will somehow make a way if we continue but be faithful to him. 
this child, this special, special child. Isaiah said later on in chapter 9, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This child is a sign of God's unending love. I heard John say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have eternal life. This child is a sign that God will save us. I read way over in Romans that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This child is a sign that when it's all over down here, I have a home on the other shore where the wicked will cease from troubling, where the weary will be at rest, where every day will be Sunday and always howdy, never buy, never grow old, never a crying day. One glad morning, I'm going to fly away. But until then, we walk by faith and we look to Christ to fill us with his truth by motivating people to walk in the light and live as God, God's children. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. They that believe in me and follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have life, light and life eternal as a sign, as a gift from God. Christ came to reveal the truth and teach the way of God in truth. He showed us, God intended, he showed us how God intended for us to live, how to save our lives from destruction and the evil one. Jesus said, I am come as light unto the world that whosoever believes on me shall not abide in darkness. Isaiah prophecy became true without Christ. We must navigate the darkness all on our own without Christ. Our truth thrusts into a helpless situation, but Christ is our helper. Without Christ, our truth propels us into poverty, but Christ is our wealth. When our truth causes us to stumble, Christ is our stability. When our truth gives us heartaches, Christ is our hope. When our truth overwhelms us with duty, Christ is our delight. When our truth results in burdens, Christ is our blessing. When our truth causes us calamity, Christ is our solution, our song of satisfaction and security and success. God has given us a precious sign. God has instituted a sign that cannot be broken. God has given us a precious sign that he is with us, with us always. He gave us that sign in the form of a child that would grow up to understand all of our problems. There is nothing that we go through today that God cannot understand because of Jesus. 
God was born in a poor stable because people would not make room in the inn or room in their hearts for him. Everything we experience in life, your God understands. He understands life and death. He understands being tempted by things that we should not do. God understands what it's like to do good and have people turn their backs on you and cause harm to you. Our God understands how difficult it is to live here in this place, in this skin. God knows that it's not easy to live down here. God came in a baby raised by human beings like you and I. God came and experienced all the things that this life has to experience. And the book says he did it all without sinning. So he was able to take the things that trip us up, our sins that keep us from being with God, and nail them all to a cross so that you and I never, ever have to be separated from God. He is a sign that God's not mad at us. He is a sign that God loves us. He is a sign that God is with us every second, every hour of the day. Spirit of the living God, thank you for the Christ child, the one who came and did for us what we couldn't possibly do for ourselves. The one who came to make life and life tragedies bearable by reminding us that we belong to you. God, help us during this Christmas season to reach out to somebody who don't know that you love them. Help us during this Christmas season to reach out to someone who may be suffering, whether it's mentally or physically or however they're suffering, that they may see in us your great love stretching out to them as a sign that you love and care about them. In the matchless name of our brother Jesus, I pray. Amen. Would you please stand and sing with me, Joy to the World, the Lord is coming.